there and welcome into Career Competitor, the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. I'm delighted to be welcoming back a guest to the show. It's uh, very much a sequel, if you will, to the story that is Benjamin Alexander. And I'll get into that in just one moment. But to begin with, let me tell you all about Career Competitor, the coaching service. That's right, for those that still are unaware We are a one-stop shop performance coaching service at this point. My goal, my intention now in terms of life is all about facilitating the success of others, giving you that best opportunity to truly optimize your potential. So my approach all comes from optimizing your performance. The question for you that you have to ask is how important is realizing your potential to you? If you are at a point in your life where you feel as though you're plateauing, whether some opportunities that you feel you're deserving of are still not coming your way, then we should definitely talk. We should make time for my free 30-minute consultation where you can reach out steve at careercompetitor.com. That's steve at careercompetitor.com. And just tell me all about why it is you think that you and I working together makes sense at this time within your life and within your career. So don't wait. Don't assume that this is all going to figure itself out when you can be proactive with this situation within your life right now. And reach out to me, steve at careercompetitor.com, and we can talk. Like I said, free 30-minute consultation, and I'll get to work for you based on whatever it is that you need from me. But for now, let's get to our guest for today's episode. And we welcome back Benjamin Alexander, who last we heard was in the process of trying to qualify for the Winter Olympic Games for the country of Jamaica in downhill alpine skiing. He would be the first to do so if he could get across the finish line in the time that he needed to in order to qualify for the games. Yes, I'm not going to give you the answer. I'm not going to tell you how this story finishes yet, but the fact that he's returning to the show can make you assume a little bit that this may have a happy ending. But that being said, if you did not listen to the first episode, I really encourage you to go back and give it a listen simply because Benjamin's story is no ordinary story. This is a man who took up skiing much later on in life than the average professional skier and decided to take on something in such prolific fashion that he pretty much put a stop to everything else in his life in order to get this goal achieved. Did he get it done though? That's the question. So let's welcome Benji back into the Career Competitor Podcast to tell us all about his story since last we spoke and also the lessons that he's been picking up along the way and also what he has in store for the future as well. So welcome in Benjamin Alexander and I hope you all enjoy. Well, I'm delighted to be welcoming back Benji Alexander to the podcast because this is your second episode with me now, so I can call you the same name that your friends call you. I can call you Benji, right? So it seems seems Absol- right. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm just delighted that you know your people reached out and, and thought to come back on the show because honestly, I I don't get to do. Um, too many two-parters, to be honest with you, man. You're probably the fourth person that's returned to the show, um, which I'm obviously delighted to be able to do. But, you know, I'm not going to – I probably would have gone into it within the intro in terms of what you've been doing since we last spoke. But I- I'm going to let you tell it because I can't imagine you get tired of telling the story at this point, huh? 
<laughs> right. So since we last spoke, I I qualified. I did the mm, thing. Did I it, uh, surmounted. I surmounted the impossible mountain and just came back from Beijing two weeks ago after having become the 15th person ever to qualify for the Winter Olympics uh, under the flag of Jamaica, the flag mm. bearer in the opening ceremony uh, and the first ever alpine ski racer uh, for the country. And so I competed on the 13th of February um, in treacherous, condi treacherous conditions, um, which kind of had half the field crash or fall, uh, fall out. Unbelievable. But you weren't one of them, huh? Fortunately not. Yeah. Um, you know, in the full disclosure, I knew my role, right? You know, play your position, small soldier. And my role was to represent diversity and represent my country and then to do that by finishing the race. So mm -hmm. all of the guys who are the top athletes, the people that have been doing this their entire life, the only way you ever get to a medal is to just push 120, 130% and hope that no nothing goes wrong. So of course, some of the best skiers in the world crash out trying to pull together a, a medal winning performance. For me, right. I just wanted to finish and, and that's what I did. Yeah, and it, it, you know, for those that, firstly, for those that didn't listen to the first part of this, press pause right now. Go listen to it. Come back and, and rejoin us. Um, but last time we spoke, you were you were in Lapland, pretty close to to discovering Santa Claus once and for all. But at the same time, you had a big mission at hand. You were on your penultimate try, coming up to to make the games, and it didn't happen on that one. And it happened on the last one. You were able to get it done at the last chance. Talk me through a little bit of the day leading up to the moment and then also just let's kind of bring this back around now just to that feeling of achieving the ultimate goal as well right so i qualified on the 13th of january um i actually had a few more opportunities to qualify the deadline was the 16th um and so had i had not qualified on that date i would have spent 20 hours driving over the following 72 going from uh, Liechtenstein to Czech Republic to Germany to Italy to get to the last three days of good potential incentive. qualification. Good incentive. Yeah, so a great incentive. Um, you know, for me, the feeling was really one of relief. Even though this was a big, hairy, audacious goal of going from zero to Olympian in six years and my first ever race to racing at the Olympics in two years, it was a goal that had key milestones um, plotted along the way. It was a goal that was realistic had I invested the amount of time. The amount of time required was, you know, inhuman, um, but the actual goal itself was was was, was possible. Um, and this goes back to kind of goal setting, not setting things that are, that are too far out of your reach. And so realistically, the number one emotion was one of relief, not surprise, right? Because surprise is often an emotion that comes when you don't expect the out outcome to happen. I expected the outcome to happen but it went down to the wire because of all of the difficulties that were put in front of me, predominantly from the pandemic and lack of opportunity to compete and lack of opportunity to train um, through the most part of the kind of crazy schedule that they put in, in front of me. So yeah, relief was the yeah. huge feeling. And that that's a really fascinating part of this because for the world watching, right? Again, you you were very much a story to most people. Just this just a man with a, a crazy goal um but within your group within your team the realism of this goal became exactly that it became more and more real as the days and weeks went on and for yeah. you then to get to that point and say wow this is just relief while the rest of the world probably looked around and said what a surprise what a surprise that something like this has happened how did you find maybe towards the end of that journey 
how did you find how easy was it to maybe block out some of that noise some of the hoopla maybe that was surrounding you and actually stay in that bubble of like hey this is a realistic goal that i still need to go and and finish the job yeah that's a great question because basically what happened is after um some of my qualification attempts in december i decided to go back home and spend christmas with the family for the first time in 17 years believe it or not um and two days after arriving back in england i started to feel sick and thought it would be impossible that it was covid and turns out that it's somewhere along the way uh it must have been omicron i'd caught covid despite being fully vaccinated and having just had my booster four weeks prior to testing positive mm. um and at that moment the feeling was of disaster i had 21 days left of the qualification window and i've just tested positive with covid the feeling was of despair and a, a lesson that i learned through that whole process was never give up until the thing is actually done and at that moment i really just wanted to say you know this is this is the reason i'm not going to qualify i'm going to be off skis now for 10 days it's impossible to to qualify and find races we were also being beset with incredibly warm temperatures across the alps so so many races were being canceled of anyone who follows ski racing they would have followed the uh, the world cup event that happened um in Croatia during which one of the best medal contenders in the world broke his leg because the oh. conditions were just far too warm and they shouldn't have even hosted those races so it was bad news bears all around and sometimes even just just phoning it in and just kind of going through the motions of continuing to fight for this thing can lead to outstanding results so i'll be honest i i really wanted to give up um around about christmas time and i felt that covid was going to be the nail in the coffin and i just had to keep pushing forward to find a way um and not i wasn't going to give up as i said until the deadline hit us which even if that required as i said 20 hours of driving in 72 while competing in three different countries so I, that was a real big lesson i took away from myself and it was a reaffirmation of the fact that if you hold yourself publicly accountable to your goals mm. that was for me to qualify for the olympics then if i was going to fail then i wanted to fail by going down swinging i wanted to throw everything at it to the very last minute as i said even if that felt like it was phoning it in and it was impossible for the last few days what skin off of my back would it have been to you know just push for that last 10 days of the qualification window given how much i'd already invested into it in terms of time and money it was only going to be an incremental 10 more days and an incremental few thousand dollars of expenses which pale in comparison to the overall uh project so i just kept going and now here we are talking after having succeeded so <laughs> big lesson for me yeah i mean and you you know you mentioned there that reaff- reaffirmation of holding yourself accountable publicly something we went over in that first episode but something that you said there that anyone listening to this doesn't matter what walk of life you come from where your ambitions lie what goals you might have that was a fascinating statement that you made that sometimes simply dialing it in simply just showing up might just have to be enough some days because and i think this is something that you know take the take the motivational books and just kind of throw them out the window sometimes and and take that motivational speech you listen to on youtube and and again just don't listen to it because this is the reality here this is what you're hearing is complete reality unfiltered reality because I cannot relate to this anymore as a former athlete myself as someone who's starting his own business now. Some days you just got to show up. Some days you just got to put the skis on and head up to the top of the mountain and see what see what turns up, see what shows yeah. up because yeah. 
it, it's it's never gonna be a motive it's never always gonna be a motivated day it cannot always be your absolute best and i think when you hear stories like yours and so much of what we covered benji in the first episode was a lot of high motivation, high adrenaline, high expectations. So to hear that there was this little downshift right at the time when really everything was on the line is fascinating to me. And I think it's it's going to be super insightful for people that hear this, especially when they get into these types of situations in their lives. And the goal or the moment to perform is right around the corner. And it's so easy just to say, oh, no, something's come up. This, is, this isn't possible anymore. And yet you're a proven example that, hey, you can just, some days you just need to show up, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to me, man. I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to sort of shed that that type of realism on this uh, on this story because in so many ways it it, it still is that uh, that type of fictional tale, right? It must still feel that way. And, um, yeah. you know, I, uh, I for one personally just uh, thoroughly enjoyed following your journey. And like you said, you, you got to the games, you, you got to the top and you came all the way down to the bottom and you, you played your role. Like you said, you knew your role and you got the job done. But something I think people can really relate to though is is those that are out there that have attained those massive goals in life and the moments come the moment's gone you've achieved what you wanted to achieve and now there's quiet now there's silence now there's no more schedule that you used to have in terms of what it was that's expected of you on this course to to the the goal that you have gone on and achieved let's talk a little bit about the last two weeks uh last few weeks or so like just in terms of since you've come down from i'm I'm sure the big high what's it been like how's how's post attaining the goal been yeah look i think what we're discussing here is very similar to kind of a postnatal depression right Mm -hmm. even though you have this beautiful baby as a as a woman something has been removed from your inside and you've made this transition from one phase of the project to the next. And it just feels different. Um, I had a lot of communication with a couple of gold medal winners that were trying to forewarn me or prepare me for that post-Olympic depression. And I've experienced this before. Part of my uh, uh, backstory was a co-founded a, an award-winning festival in Las Vegas. And when you pull and you work so hard towards a goal and then that goal is finished and it's in the rearview mirror, there's that short moment of the afterglow. And then there's that post, post-project depression, shall we say. And I've managed to skirt that, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. uh, quite well. And part of the reason why is because I always viewed the Olympics as just the stepping stone on this journey of life to achieve the next thing. And so there's always the goal setting beyond the current goal. So for me, I've now set the goal of becoming the president of the Jamaican Ski Federation and really helping the next generation of athletes perform just as athletes and not have to wear the 50 different hats that I've had to wear to get here. Um, I've also done a lot of, uh, become an ambassador for a charity based out of Denver and I'm doing a lot of charity work, including a skiing with the stars event this week here in Jackson, which sounds funny to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I viewed the Olympic pursuit and the outlandishness of zero to Olympian in six years as a stepping stone to achieve the next thing in my life. Um, and so I think I've managed to swerve a bit of that post uh, Olympic depression, postnatal depression by <laughs> just by understanding that it's just that project on a, as part of a much bigger project of my life. I think too many people um, ascribe their happiness to the achievement of goals. I would feel much better if I had a six pack. I would feel much better if I 
you know, weighed less than 185 pounds. Whatever these numbers are, we, we create these crazy goals. And then when we get there, because we haven't set the next goal, then there's this kind of depression almost. Um, I was expecting a lot more media attention coming out of the games. Of course, the world has changed massively in the last two weeks since uh, Putin invaded Ukraine. And so there's not as much interest in in the human interest side of things that are happening in the world, such as the Jamaican skier. But honestly, that's been great. It's allowed me to just kind of sit down in one place and ski just casually, just leisurely with my friends and finally feel human again. These last few months have been such a whirlwind of living on the road, competing, training, um, you know, how God knows how many media interviews I've given um, we've done over 8.5 billion media impressions in the last two months. And that was wow. all off the back of interviews. So it's just been mind blowing. Yeah. So actually having this moment of quiet after the storm, but knowing that I'm still on this kind of conveyor belt of next really fun project to the next really fun goal um, is great. And I feel awesome. I'm actually enjoying the silence, I must admit. Yeah, that's great. That's great, man. I love the perspective. I love the perspective of seeing this as you know, simply one of those projects, a, a big project at that, a, a life-altering project, you know, let's call it what it is, but at the same time, a project that is a stepping stone from from where you are now to something that you have in in terms of your intentions beyond this moment and many years to come and, and yeah. already publicizing goals again, man. It's like a drug to you, huh? Is that, is, is this, is that what we're learning here? Partially. I just feel that I'm motivated most when I'm going towards something. And there was a moment today uh, in between friend groups when I was just skiing by myself. And previously, I would have a goal when I was out on the mountain, whether I was working on something technique-based or whether I was just trying to merely set an arbitrary goal of the amount of skiing that I would do in one day or one season. Um, and I don't have those goals as it pertains to skiing right now because I've achieved that. And I notice in myself that I get very bored easily if I don't have those goals to move towards. So I'm always thinking about those things. I would love, love, love to do an Ironman before I'm 40. You and I spoke about this when we stopped yeah. the recorder last time. Mm -hmm. um, I might actually have to shift that back, which is totally against the kind of you know, the antithesis of what we're talking about <laughs> here. But you also need to be realistic. Training for something like an Ironman requires a bit of routine in your life. Mm -hmm. I don't have that right now. I'm still kind of bouncing around places and will be for the next two or three months. So trying to get the three individual skills of running, cycling, and swimming up to a good threshold where I could compete um, at an Ironman uh, is unlikely to happen in the next 14 months between now and my 40th birthday. So you have to be realistic sometimes. And so I've chosen another goal for my 40th birthday um, pertaining to the number of countries visited in 24 hours. I put a lot of work into that. And so that, that will just be a crazy one for fun that, that won't require too much physicality or training ahead of time. Just a lot of planning and logistics but yeah goals 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 yeah that that 40th birthday goal feels like you you kind of falling back on the dj life a little bit more in terms of those skills and those attributes at that point if you're bouncing around that many countries in such a short period of time um but i, I love it all benji and, and honestly listening to where you are um in, in terms of your mindset coming off the back of something is is obviously so successful as you were able to achieve i, I think anyone listen to this i really hope that you can hear this and reach for those high goals but at the same time take those moments to realize that they are stepping stones and they can be stepping stones and i think it also helps with the the feeling of failure too like you know again yeah. this is a story of success this is a, a story of triumph 
but there was a world where this didn't happen and 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 you you may have failed and at the same time seeing it as this stepping stone would have allowed you to take all the lessons from it the same way you have already through success and move on to the next thing. I'm sure there would have been moments of, uh, you know, not necessarily feeling so good and, and maybe accessing that drink cabinet behind you a little bit more. But <laughs> at, the, at the same time, man, it's just, you know, that stepping stone mindset says that whatever the outcome, it means that we're still moving in a specific direction. We're still moving with purpose. And that's where it sounds like this, this whole philosophy of yours is coming from. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, good stuff, man. And, and listen, this this episode was always going to be a, a slightly more brief uh, conversation, you know, because for me, more than anything, when I when I heard this opportunity to, to reconnect with you, man, I, I, I knew it was an opportunity just to fill our listeners in with what you achieved, uh, what you were able to attain, and, and really just uh, learning a little bit about how you were doing coming off the games too. And we've certainly been able to do that. You've given us some exposure to some of these new goals coming up too. Um, maybe give our listeners a, a couple of updates or something to look out for on the horizon in a more immediate standpoint, like anything we should be looking out for? Yeah. Um, I <laughs> I just did a casting with a huge reality TV show. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but that would be really interesting. I'm not going to say the name, um, but lots of charitable work. Um, as I said, awesome. doing something this week for a local charity, really just trying to inspire that next generation of athletes to get into winter sports earlier. Um, I'm already working on what's going to be the biggest media story of 2026, um, bar none. And that's going to be the Jamaican Alpine ski racing triplet. Um, wow. I don't think the world has seen something like that at the Winter Games. And, you know, they're much better athletes than I am, even though they're only 14 years old. Mm. Um, and they're going to have a much better shot at doing much better than ever, ever I could at the Olympics because they've been ski racing for the last 10 years and their family got them into, into the sport much younger. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, that's really it. I mean, keep an eye on my Instagram, Benji.ski, but that's, that's kind of where my head's at right now. I love it, man. I love it. Well, like you said, you know, you take a moment, you reflect, you realize that you don't have enough on your plate, so you go back and you, and you get you fill your plate up, and you and you make you find plenty of things to to fill your mind and fill those quiet moments and, and plan ahead. And it sounds like you're you're going to be equally as busy, if not even more busy, over this next Olympic cycle. So honestly, man, yeah. it's you know your story has brought the two of us together and had the opportunity to connect and meet one another and bring you on the show and. I consider myself, um, you know, as I, I, I wrote to you directly um, when you did what you did, you know, I just consider myself uh, in incredibly privileged to be in a position where we've had the chance to connect like this, man. So it's been uh, it's been fun to watch your ride and just congrats on everything again, man. Part of the journey. You're part of the journey. And I'm still going to pester you for some swim tips. I'm, uh, oh, I'm not going to give up on that. <laughs> I'm here all day, man. I'm here, for you. I'm here to serve, here to serve. <laughs> Appreciate you, Benji. Thanks again, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again. And again, my thanks to Benji for joining us back on the show today and to deliver us the happy ending to his story, that ability to not just qualify for the games, but to, through treacherous conditions, to be able to get down the mountain at the games itself and put himself in the history books, the first man to do so from the country of Jamaica, and now very much trailblazing the path for those that have the potential to follow. And what I really enjoy about the information here that Benji was willing to share with us is that it's never just about himself. This mission was such an individually driven mission, no doubt. And the goal was about him achieving it 
period. That is the main focus of his story. However, he always, always was conscious of the impact that this could have far, far beyond his individual achievement. And for me personally, so much of the work that I do every day with clients and that I've done with athletes in the past, and what I've been exposed to through stories on this podcast as well, of course, so much of it comes down to people being able to have the perspective to go after goals, but see them through the lens of others as well. Understand the optimal impact that achieving these goals can have on not just their own careers, but those around them, those close to them as well. So really just appreciate that insight and that ability to sort of acknowledge the way in which Benji is influencing those that are now going to come after him. But also just the other part of this too is just that feeling of the weight being lifted when you achieve the absolute goal in life. Maybe you're someone right now that has this project that's been going on for weeks, months, years maybe, and the finish line is still not necessarily in sight. Try to look at things in a way where you are finding the energy required to show up and keep establishing momentum. Even if that momentum feels microscopic some days, tiny, tiny, and it may even feel as though it's insignificant, it's not. As long as it's momentum, as long as you are still coming back into the arena and giving yourself that opportunity to push on, to keep making strides forwards, no matter how big or small those strides may feel, just coming back and delivering your best self on any given day is sometimes about as much as you can expect from yourself. And you will eventually get to that finish line and you will feel that joy, but you will also feel the relief, as Benji mentioned there, when he crossed the finish line and was able to attain this goal of a lifetime that he was able to to go on and do. So again, my thanks to Benji for returning to the show. I really hope you took something from this particular episode, but Like I said, if you did not listen to the first episode, you really should go and do that. These really do accompany one another very nicely because hearing Benji talk before achieving the goal and hearing him afterwards as well, it's just a beautiful perspective of hearing someone leading up to something and then obviously achieving the goal. It it, it allows us to very much relate to his entire story and put ourselves in similar shoes within our own worlds. So again, make the time to listen to the other episode as well. And in the meantime, guys, listen, continue to keep coming back to Career Competitor. This podcast is really starting to build momentum. I was just talking about it, right? Our goal as a podcast, and I say our because you, the listener, you're part of this. You're helping me achieve this. My work that I'm doing with this podcast is geared towards benefiting others. It's not about benefiting myself. It's about benefiting others, being a voice, providing a platform for you, the listener, to really get some insight into how you can optimize your potential, optimize your lives, your career, whichever perspective you want to see this from. So just understand that that is what we are trying to do with the show. We are continually keeping our foot on the gas, even if it's difficult at times, we continue to find ways to move forwards. And a big part of that is you sharing, letting people know whether that be through reviewing the show, whether that be through sharing it on your social media platforms, Whether it just be simply sending a message to someone today and saying, hey, give this a listen. I think you'll really enjoy it. All these little efforts, these little acts of generosity on your part are really helping build the awareness of the show and continue to put the content out there to those that need to hear it, which I personally believe is just about everybody 
can stand to be inspired to optimize their potential. So please take the time to continue to share and spread the word of what we're doing on this podcast and continue to keep coming back for more episodes. We've got so much great content coming up in the month of March. So I'm going to keep the foot on the gas, keep the episodes coming and set ourselves up for a fantastic 2022 and beyond. So again, thanks for your time. I appreciate you joining us and I look forward to doing it again with you all very soon. Bye for now.